beloved listeners. This is Catherine LaRange, the host of the My Dead Dragon podcast. And I am here today with Hollis Citron. Citron, like the vodka, like the lemon. So either way, depending on your on your take, that could be good. And Hollis is on a mission to make creativity accessible to everyone. Hollis is a creative inspirer, seasoned art teacher and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing. Hollis is very passionate about empowering people to own their voices and talents and wants to shout from the rooftops that being creative is not just about drawing and painting. Creativity is within each and every one of us constantly and Hollis has been spreading the message of creativity from the west to the east coast in all of the various places that she and her family have lived so Hollis I love this topic and I'm really excited to dig into this with you and I'm wondering if you can start us out by sharing your story and how you came to realize that no one was coming to save you and that you had a choice to become the main character and heroine of your own story. Thank you. So Catherine, thank you so much for having me in this space. I really appreciate you and all that you're doing. Um, so, okay. So our teacher for 30 years, I've worked in lots of settings, both traditional and non-traditional. So non-traditional being artists and residencies, professional developments, homeless shelters, my own businesses, to more traditional being public, private, and charter schools. Um, I grew up in from in Philly. Um, I've lived in California, New York, and now New Jersey for almost 20 years. And my mother was a, um, a teacher, and uh, she taught predominantly in urban settings. So I've kind of grown up, I've just grown up um, in that kind of um, background. So I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know I was going to teach. I was an incredibly shy child. And Anyway, as the universe presented, apparently I was going to teach and um, so incredibly grateful for all of the experiences. And my message was always about you are a creative being. It doesn't matter what it looks like. I found I was saying the same thing for 30 years, Mm. but I was just I'm very empathic. I'm very passionate. I'm very I'm there for you 200 percent. But the problem was, is that I was getting engulfed in it. So in all of these spaces that I was teaching, there was a lot of energy being given every day, showing up like, like there, there'd be a lot of pushback. There'd be a lot of situations where that were out of my control. You didn't know if somebody had eaten that day. You didn't know what had happened prior, which could trigger a situation very quickly. So I was dealing much beyond, which I knew the art room was beyond the art room. That's where a space where people come and are very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of things can just kind of unravel in that space. So I guess when I came home one day, my own children, uh, at the time my daughter was 14 and my son was... um, I had to count three years ahead there, 56, 17. (laughs) (laughs) She looked at me one day and said, who are you mad at? Mm. She's like, are you mad at me? You're mad at your job? Like, who are you mad at? Wow. And I was like, I'm not showing up. I'm not showing up for them, which is a mom, most importantly, but really most importantly for me. Like I'm not showing up. I'm depleting myself. I'm denying myself, not showing up for my husband. And I just realized, you know what, Hollis, you have to, this has to change. Hmm. Yeah. 
And so what was that mad about? What was that speaking to you? If that mad had a message, what was it? Well, it just kind of turned the light on because when I'd come home, I'd be like very, I was emotional. There were some days Mm. I'd come home and cry. There were some days Mm. because something happened that why didn't I do it good enough? Why did this happen? Why couldn't it have been better? What can I do next time? And then it was constantly, I was just always in the mode of being in that space of how can I get that better? So when I got home, I would be cranky in a space Mm. where I felt safe. So I'd be like, well, I don't know what we're going to eat. Like, can't you just make something or do I have to do that? Or do I have to? So it would just be a dialogue that wasn't a happy one. (laughs) Yeah. And I, you know, Hollis, I think that's such an important point that so often, you know, we, we can be giving to the world. We can be so bringing so much of ourselves to what we do and we then deplete the best of ourselves for the people that mean the most and we show up in those safe spaces right we we kind of let down the walls a little bit and we show up in ways that don't really feel good to us all the time right exactly yeah Yeah. and so so how did you i'm guessing you're not showing up that way anymore well, I kind of left that job through, I left the teaching world in that capacity three years ago. I had my FU 51s. Yeah. Mm, okay. Okay. <laughs> and so how have you learned to, to navigate that to the point where you're not, or you're no longer, um, showing up in that way and letting that kind of impact how you are in the areas that matter most to you in your life? Well, honestly, when I decided to make that transition of leaving the space, which I had a conversation with my husband because we're in this together. So he's like, yes. So when I got that piece of paper saying, are you coming back in the fall? I said, no, I'm not. (laughs) And so being, so starting my company, I am creative. And then two years later, starting my publishing house, Express Yourself Publishing, there's just a different feeling about it. There's a different Mm. passion about it. There's a different way. And then my podcast, Creative Conversations with Hollis Citron. So it's, it's just showing up in a different way that um, makes me feel happier Mm. consistently. Mm -hmm. And that way I can show up in so much of a better way for all the people that I care about and then be most present. And most importantly, again, me, like to feel better. Like I wake up excited instead of that dread. I don't have the dreadful Sundays, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, It's just a completely different feel. And when my daughter went traveling, I was able to like be there for the shopping and for Mm -hmm. the, like during the day, (laughs) like, like I could go out and go shopping with her during the day. And we would just constantly look at each other and say, doesn't this feel so good? like, can you imagine if I was back at my, and she's like, no, (laughs) like she cut me off and be like, no, Mm -hmm. just totally different. And, and I, you know, I think there's a really, there's a point here where sometimes we can get, like, we can be kind of aligned with what it is that we're here to do and what really brings us joy. But if the environment isn't quite right, so art and teaching I'm hearing was really, that was your creative passion. That was, you know, how you want to bring your gifts or one of the ways you want to bring your gifts and talents to the world. 
And yet within the context of how you were doing that, there was a bit of a mismatch. And sometimes, you know, when we, when we get to that FU 51 or, you know, whatever that moment is, there can be maybe a thought that, well, I need to throw it all out and start over. And so I love that you were able to discern really, okay, well, the art that really brings me joy and life and all the good things. And I just need to kind of shift it a little bit. And, you know, I think that's so important to be able to kind of carry forward and pull the things that work for us and discard the ones that don't. I totally agree, Catherine. But I think it even went to a deeper level of the word creativity. So this word creativity, which I think gets used so much nowadays, it gets really watered down. But it's my mission to really expand this definition and empower people to think beyond a visual artist, to think beyond the pencil and the paintbrush. Yes, I went to art school. Yes, I've been an art teacher for 30 years, but that's not really who I want to focus on. I bring in elements of that knowledge that I have. I really want to be able to reach people and talk to people to expand this definition so people can see themselves within the definition. Because when I've had people in my pod, so I always say creativity isn't cute, it's necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, That's like one of my other taglines. But besides creativity goes beyond a pencil and a paintbrush. Um, But the people that I have in my space, I speak to from physicists to real estate agents to Reiki masters asking the same three questions. How do you define creativity? How do you incorporate it into your life? And why do you think it's important? And out of the 190 people that I've spoken to so to so far, not one person has ever said that it's about drawing and painting. Hmm. People say creativity is courage. Creativity is imagination. Creativity is that magical spark. Hmm. It's basically how you show it's how you live. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And, and, you know, my listeners will know that the work I do, we start with that vision and we really activate our mental faculty of imagination and give ourselves permission to dream and really get into that. And I've got my magic wand out. I'm waving my magic wand, that magic wand thinking, and like, really like you get to create a life and why not create one that you are in love with? And, and so Hollis, how can people like, what are some strategies? Like if someone's like, oh, I'm not creative and I don't know how to do that. And maybe they've got that kind of block around the, the drawing or the painting. What are some of the ways that they can start to really maybe get playful or create space for that creativity to really show up? Yeah. Thank you for asking. When I'm having this conversation with people, I always say, what do you do? And they'll be like, well, I'm in business. I'm like, I'm a salesperson. I said, well, first off, just to start with that, you use your voice every day. Mm. So you're using your voice as an expressive way in order to communicate with people. So when you communicate with people, having dialogue with people, that's a creative aspect. That's a formation of, of something that didn't exist before. You're taking something that didn't exist to something that exists now. So this and this speaking, it's a back and forth. It's you're forming something. Ideas come from that. Imagination, you're thinking. You're taking something from the thinking to it actually happening. So then usually people go, oh my God, well, I never thought of it that way. I'm like, you are an incredibly creative person. You're problem solving all the time. You're so... 
I guess to answer one aspect of your question, it's taking people just into the belief to put themselves mm. into the definition. Mm. So they can, they can just see themselves that, oh, okay, you're a teacher. Well, oh my God, <laughs> you balance, you problem solve, you create like all of these scenarios, you're dealing with all these personalities, you're, there's so much going on at one time, like there's so much creation happening in that space. So on that one end, in people who enjoy what they do, and they don't see themselves in it, they're like, oh, there's validation in that. But then the people who are like, I just really don't have a creative bone in my body. I don't know what to do. Mm. Then it's that reconnecting with this baby, with, with the small steps, mm-hmm. which is like, what are things that just make you happy? Do you mm-hmm. like listening to music? Yeah, I like listening to music. So then listen to music like more often, let's say five minutes a day, put on the music, meditate, dance around like a lunatic, sing, like start there, just loosen up, like get yourself mm. out of your head because this is where that lives. When we're not sure what we want to do, it lives in this space of the over analytical overthinking. You're not coming from a heart space. Hmm. I, and so even as you shared that, the example of the salesperson, I could feel my brain shifting, right? That like, oh, like I'm like, Whoa, like I'm, well, of course that makes so much sense that I never thought about it that way. And, and so, how do people like what kind of impact does this have for people as they really start to discover their creativity oh my god it's a life changer it's a life changer because they become they feel more connection Mm. they feel more connection most importantly again with themselves but then of course when you feel more connected to yourself when you feel more self-aware when you feel like you have more balance in your life when you feel like you have more something to offer like you have purpose then you're more connected with others. You're able to have more of that connection to show up. People literally stand up straighter. Mm. They're able to project their voices more. They're able to be willing to be seen because they have a purpose. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be this huge thing, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be this stage where, you know what I mean? It doesn't, have to be it can be these when you realize what makes you happy and what makes you who you are and who you are it's just it's a life changer yeah and you know i think that's such a good point hollis that you know when we sometimes when we think about purpose or you know what's my life purpose or you know what's my vision or we we kind of make it bigger than it really is right it's like oh i've got to build the eiffel tower i've got to you know paint a mural or i've got to save a life or it's got to be this like, ah, oh, like this big thing. But, but really, what if your purpose is, is to just shine your light? And what if your purpose is just to be the best you that you can be? And, and to know that you're the one who gets to decide what that looks like. Exactly. It just, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> so, so thank you so much. I think this is going to be really valuable for people and, and really to lean into. And so my listeners, I'm going to invite you to really lean into putting on a lens of, of really looking at all of the ways that you are creative right here, right now. And what we know is that what we focus on grows. And so if we're telling ourselves, I'm not creative, I'm not creative, I don't have a creative bone in my body, 
we're going to see evidence to support that. And we're going to take actions based on that belief system. But when you start to put that lens and look for all of the ways that you're creative, right? And maybe you're creative in how you deal with your finances. Maybe you're creative in the meal that you prepared or how you take a route to work or the conversations that you're having or how you deal with people so many ways. And then telling yourself, I am creative. And then the more that you do that, the more that you will experience that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And if that word creative makes you feel uncomfortable, then Mm. it can be like, how do I express myself? Mm. Mm. How do I, how how does it feel best for me to express myself? What makes me feel good to do? Mm -hmm. And in doing that too, you also start to develop a relationship with yourself where you're starting to notice and pay attention to, oh, like this kind of feels more life-giving to me. This, there's like a little, maybe like a little bit of fun here for me. Yeah. And so Hollis, oh, sorry, go ahead. It's not downplaying that it's that whole creativity isn't cute. It's necessary. It's like, don't downplay these aspects in our lives that bring us joy. Because if we deny the joy of those things that those people that we engage with or those activities that we do or the smallest things of the smoothie that we like to get at work, but we never get it because we think that it's too indulgent, then we just feel angry and bitter and resentful and because we didn't do it. So it's, those things are enriching. Yeah. And what's the purpose if you're feeling angry and bitter and resentful? It's not good. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> so any last um, any last words wanting to be spoken into the space or anything you'd like to leave my listeners with before we bring this in for a close? I just, I really appreciate the opportunity. So thank you, Catherine. And um, I just, it's like enough of questioning yourself, mm. enough of feeling bad about yourself enough of thinking that you don't have any worth or you're not good enough or we hear this stuff all the time but you know social media and whatever we get there's so much comparison and he she's doing it better and blah 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 and it's just as I'm getting older and I'd like to do it younger I'm like trying to teach my kids as they're younger as they're young adults it's it's like it's a waste of time it's just Mm -hmm. it's just realize what you're good at And even the things that you're not so good at, even if it makes you happy, then do it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So the invitation for you, dear listener, is to really to notice what feels kind of like, oh, this like brings me a little bit of joy or this feels life giving or this feels expansive and to give yourself more of those experiences. And so Hollis, thank you so, so much. I am feeling inspired. I am a creative being. I can't wait to create some more whatever's in my life. So I, yeah, I'm just so grateful for this conversation and to all of my listeners, as always, thank you so much for tuning in and know that I know for you that you deserve to live a life that you truly, truly love until next time. 